Welcome to My Life, Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson, a journey into the deepest teachings of Torah and their application to our personal, emotional, and psychological lives. A good tevoch, a good week, a good Shabbos Nachmu week of Nechoma. We continue our journey in the life-changing Sefer Hatanya. This program is made possible by Rena Lights LLC and is dedicated by Chava Tracy Rockenstein in loving memory of her dear brother Yaakov J. Rockenstein, a beautiful soul who is dearly loved and missed. We are at the end and conclusion of chapter 13 in Tanya Pedicute Gimel. Talking about the fascinating concept of MS, truth. Now we all know that truth is not can't be a half truth or quarter truth. So the discussion here is if truth is absolute, then it would seem to suggest that there's only one truth, and that's that. In the context of Tanya, that the tan- that the tzaddik who is completely in love with Hashem, with no room for any other option, is the true avamitis. That's what he calls avamitis. Like he said, the words, let's use the words that he used in Tanya. That avamitis lamite. What about the Baini, however? And yet, the Baini, he says, compared to that, that it's not called Emes um, Klal. Why? Because that love ends and passes on, passes on after davening. And we talk Svasemus, Tochin La'ad. Svasemus, Tichin La'ad. Vada Gia Loshen Sheker. So Emes is something that's permanent. And yet, he says, but compared to Madrigas Abbeinim, the Emes compared to their level, it's an Aveda Tam, but Emes Lamite Shalehem. Not just Emes, but Emes Lamite Shalehem. Ish Ish Kefi Madrigas. And we call that also MST Kinlaad. Why? Because on that level, it's a truth that's true. And any moment, like he said, that's a proof. If it wasn't true, then he couldn't be able to arouse and stimulate that part of love from within him. The fact that he could do so means that there's a truth to it. So how do you reconcile these two? So we have elaborated upon this in the previous classes. That that's the truth of Emes, of Elikus. Emes Hashem Le'elam. Obviously, only God is the only real truth. Total, absolute Emes. But the Ebeshter created an existence. And because it's his creation, there's an Emes of godliness in every part of existence. So if you compare it to the Emes of the Ebeshter, nothing is Emes. Everything pales in comparison, or more than pales. It's like non-existent. But at the same time, because the Abishter created it, there's an emiss in every part of creation. That's in general terms. And the same thing with Avedis Hashem. 
Yes, it's true, there's the highest standard. But that doesn't mean that when a person in their particular avodah, we say every day in Shema, all personal, even it's your Mo'id. So how does that connect? Because that has within it, each neshama has an emes to it. And when you're doing your Aveda on your level, there's an emes lamite. Even though when you start comparing it to another, it's not on that same level and could be considered nullified comparatively speaking. And to explain that, the Alter Rebbe brought to Midas Emes from Midas Yaakov, Midas Shel Yaakov. What do you see Midas Shel Yaakov? It's not just that it's Midas Emes, it's a Mavriach Minakotza Lakotza. It's an Emes that penetrates and permeates all levels. So it's not just Emes in one place, it's Emes in all levels. And the words he said, from the highest levels to the lowest levels. This is a key line here. It's not just that it reaches everywhere, but in every level, and every in every in every level, it penetrates the focal point. Of that emes. So we look at existence. Let's go back to the example with existence. So we have Demim Tzemeya Chaim We have the mineral world and we have the vegetable world and we have the world of animal and the, and the human kingdom. And each one of them is a multitude of species and details and details. Each one is vivified and energized by God. And each one has a truth the way God created it. The sky is not the earth. A bird is not a tree. A butterfly is not a frog, etc. And these distinctions are also part of God's plan. So to say that one is more true than another, no, in that aspect, what God wanted there, when he said, that's the truth of Oyer. When he said, that's the truth of Rekia, of heaven. So everything in its way, the way God wants it, that's its truth. And then there's a higher truth that's higher than all of them. And it's not a contradiction. That's the Mavriach Minakotza Lakotza. And each one, that's its truth. That's why we explain that the Aveda of that day, that's the Aveda you should be doing. You'll find, for example, when we learn about Pesach, you see that Pesach is the highest Yomtev. Uh, uh, you come to Shavuos, it's only Shavuos is the highest Yomtev. Then the mile of Sukkis, Sukkis, and so on. The answer is, each one in their aspect has something that the other does not have. That's its Emes. The Dinim Halochis and the Teichin and the Tfilis of each particular Yomtev, in this example, is true to it. And then there's a higher truth that's higher than the more, which is the truth of God himself. So you see here that there could be a truth that is both on a higher level, like we talk the truth of the tzaddik, compared to that, the Aved of the Baini is not considered emes klal, and yet on the level of the Baini for him, and he's not a tzaddik. His emes is to do what he can do, or else we have a situation that basically, unless you're perfect, you don't have emes. So though we say that there's no such thing as a half-truth, that's correct. But that doesn't mean that there isn't an element of truth in every aspect of existence. 
Where is there no truth in what is real sheker? Is klip, heipachelikus. The Baini was saying he doesn't have the same level of Ava all day. It's potentially there than the Tzaddik. But we're not saying that a negative thing, a thing person does, God forbid, a sin, there's an emiss in that. There we've chosen the path of Sheker. The emiss is when you redeem the spark. You do tshuva, you've revealed even the emiss that's there. But when we're talking in Aveda, it is a relative thing based on the level that it's at. That's the Mavrich Menakotz Al-Koshi Nukudda Bechinus Midas Emes Shalah. I mean, like, an example of light and dark. So even though you could say light and dark, also two absolutes. It's either absolutely light, absolutely dark. It's not correct. We know you could have very bright light. You could have sundown. You could have benashmoshes, dusk, or dawn, where it's not completely bright light like midday, but there's some light. You could have light even in a darker, there are many clouds, a darker day. You could have light that comes in through thick curtains or only through a small hole inside of a house or through a window. You see there that there's many levels of light. And then there's light, the etzen, the emes, the atzmi, so to speak. So let's continue now the last lines and sections. Again, the paradox of emes, both this absolute level, but also penetrates every level in the emes of it. So to use another example, we know a mitzvah is a mitzvah. Then we have rishus. Which are neutral areas. How you eat, how you drink, how you walk, how you talk, how you do business. Not talking about a mitzvah or a veda, God forbid. So we have the, we have the, the, the guideline, we have the instruction. That all your actions should be for the sake of heaven. That's beyond, that's not just doing a mitzvah. That's even in the areas where it's not a mitzvah should also be for the sake of him. You're eating a meal. So the kosher or non-kosher, that's a mitzvah or a hepach of a mitzvah. But what about if you're going to eat with the right kavona? So that's l'shem shemayim. Or b'chol even deeper. In all your ways, you should know God. Ways means the neutral things. Obviously the mitzvah is, 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 uh, is uh, Hashem's mitzvah. So when you are eating l'shem shemayim, or you're doing business for the sake of God, the sake of heaven, doing something to honor God. Is there an emiss in that? Absolutely. Is it the same as the emiss of doing a mitzvah where Hashem said, Here's a, you must do a mitzvah, you have to keep Shabbos. The weekdays is not Shabbos, even though according to the Sifri, Mechilta, that week, working on Shabbos, working on the weekdays is also a mitzvah. Sheish is also a mitzvah. But, but Shabbos is the mitzvah of, 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 to, to keep Shabbos. In the weekday, you don't have Shabbos. But you also have the, the instruction that your Masecha should be L'Shem Shemayim. So there's an emes in Masecha when you do it, L'Shem Shemayim. Obviously, it doesn't have the same Gedusha like a mitzvah. But it has an emes in it. So this, this teaches us that the emes of Elokos is, is manifests everywhere each place according to its level, without annihilating that level, which means that we remain diverse, and each one has our own Aveda. The famous story of Rabzusha when he was crying, 
It's crying not why I'm, as he says, I'm not crying why I, they're going to ask me why I wasn't like Avram Avinu, or like Yitzchok, or like Yaakov, or the other examples he gave. They're going to, I'm crying because they're going, to, I'm, they're going to ask me, why weren't you like Zusha? You have to live up to your potential, to your calling, to your destiny. That's the emiss in each level. And yet, we also don't want to forget the highest standard. We don't want to just say, okay, satisfied with that. You want to know what a higher standard is. In this context, the tzaddik saveda, in contrast to the bainis. So the Alter Rebbe now continues. Now he continues. This has further explanation. And the, the feature or the virtue, we could say the attribute of truth, going back to Yaakov. The Gemara tells us in Shabbos, talks about the three meals. So he talks about the first meal, the second meal, the third meal, connected to Yaakov Avinu. And he calls a Nachle Blimitzarim. Unlimited inheritance. The Gemara in Shabbos, Kuf Yudches, or Meralef, 118a. Ve'ein lo shir l'mayla adreim ha'maylas. Al-Tarebbe explains. And has no upper limit reaching to the highest of elevations. Like the Gemara explains there that Yaakov was given the blessing of which means in all directions. Not just east or west or north or south. In all four directions. The other of us got other brachas but not So this tells us it's not just a physical thing that his children will spread all over the world. It's also that Midas is a Nachlebimitzorim. So what does that tell us? Like he said before, because it tra- the MS is everywhere. But now he's going even further. And that tells us both things. That there's MS everywhere, and there's also levels of MS that are higher than other levels of MS. That means So this, in this Maimar Chazal itself, the Altareb is finding both aspects. But then he comes to the other side. So there's MS everywhere. But then he continues and says, And all the lower levels and stages are ka'ayin, are like no significance, nullified, when compared with the levels and, 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 and gradations above them. So again, you see both aspects here. So to say that a higher emiss is not higher than the lower emiss, you can't say that. But to say there is no emiss in the lower level, you also cannot say. You also see from here that we're not talking about two different emisses, all part of God's truth. It's a truth that permeates and affects every level.
And that's why the truth of the Bainani, even though it's true for the Bainani, compared to the Tzaddik, it's, it's like Kilof. The words he used earlier, what he said, that Ein B'chinas Avazu Nikos B'Shem Avedis Emes Klal, compared to the Tzaddik. And then finally, in the brackets, the Alter Rebbe brings and says, Ki Yedu which means the hidden wisdom. So, known to the sages of, of mystical wisdom, esoteric wisdom. That what? Shabchinus. Reish umoichin shalmadregas tachtenes. That the level that is like the head and the brain. Reish umoichin. Reish is like the head. Moichin is the is the mind inside the head. So the head and brain of lower levels. Hein lamata mepchinus akfayim veragli madregas al yenus mehen. They are lower and and uh, considered inferior to the heels and feet of a higher level. So to use in the language of Sphiris, you say Malchus of Atzillus is higher than Keser and Reish and Meichin of Bria. I, Malchus, compared to its higher levels is the lowest, but the lowest of a higher level is higher than the highest of a lower level, basically. So the language he's using here, why he calls it Chachmin Star, because we're not talking about necessarily physical. We're talking about a human being. Your head is here, the, the, the toes are below, your heel is at the bottom of the foot. But in spiritual levels, there are levels after levels. Think of it like a human being on top of another human being, standing on top of another. So the feet of the higher level is higher than the head of the lower level. And that's the language when you say Reish and Mechin is a level in Ruchnius, a metaphysical level representing the higher state of something. And Akvayim Veragle, Madregus Alienus, Akvayim Veragle, referring to the heel and feet, is like the lower level. But the lower of a higher level is higher than the higher of a lower level. And he brings the Maimer Chazal, or Kamaimer Razal, as our sages of blessed memory teach. Ragli Hachai is connected Kulam. This is a Gemorin Chgiga. Talks about the Merkava there, and about other matters, esoteric matters. So Chgiga Dafla Yud Gimelam at Aleph thirteen A. So what does he say there? So let's put it into context. So he talks there about the space, the distance. Says between Oritz and the Kia, between the Earth and the, and the Heaven and firmament. He says a journey of five hundred years. Then each Rakia being Rakia, the Rakia is another journey of five hundred years. And above them is the Chayas HaKedosh. These are called the living creatures. They live like angels. Chayas HaKedosh. We say, Srofim, Chayas HaKedosh, Eifanim. So there then the Gemara concludes, and the feet, Ragli HaChayas, Keneged Kulam. The feet of these Chayas, of these living creatures, are equal to all of them together. 
equal to what? To all those levels of the, the heavens, the firmaments that are 500 years apart and between heaven and earth, 500 years. So it's connected to Kulam. So that tells us it's much higher, but more than higher. It's an equalizer. Everything compared to it is equal. So you say here an MS, the MS of each level, but then the Chayis, and here it gives the Ragli HaChayis, connected to Kulam. But it's Ragli. The lower level of the Chayis is higher to the point that it equalizes all the levels below it. Which basically means that a lower level is insignificant, nullified compared to the higher level. That's the punchline. And with that he concludes chapter 13 in Tanya. So this last piece in Tanya, though he was spoken primarily, speaking about primarily about the Benini, but he broadened it now to firstly compare the Benini and the Tzaddik, to explain that the Benini is avoided as an MS on its level, and yet the Tzaddik still remains higher. To the point that compared to that higher level, the lower level is as if it doesn't exist. So let's use some examples to explain this. Let's use first a, a, a very balabatish, a simple example. Take the set of numbers. So you have number one, you have number ten, you have number a million. I mean, I'm skipping them, but you can just go a thousand, ten thousand, hundred thousand, a million, billion, trillion, zillion. Then we know in mathematics there's the set of infinite numbers. Now we know like this, that one and a trillion is pretty far apart. You know, someone has one dollar, someone has a trillion dollars, it's quite different. But can we say they're she'en b'shalei be'erech? You can't say she'lei be'erech. You can't say they're infinitely apart. Because at the end of the day, a trillion is a trillion units. It's a trillion ones. Compared to the infinite set of numbers, everything is equal. One and a trillion are equal. That's how it is. A trillion is not closer to infinite than one is. But let's take it a step further. This is all the set of numbers. You could say that compared to the infinite, everything else is equal. Connected Kulam. But you can't say that compared to the infinite, there's no value at all to the numbers. They both, they're all in the world of numbers. You can only say it's the finite number. It's a finite number, not an infinite number. So there's a, a leap between one and a trillion. Then there's the leap from one and a trillion to infinite. But they're still all numbers. That's their common denominator. Then you go into a world where numbers don't matter altogether. Who says there's such a thing as numbers? A world where numbers doesn't value, not infinite and not finite. Compared to that, the infinite and the finite are equal. Because they're both in, they're both in the world of numbers. Or another way of putting it, is the finite is lacking that it's not infinite. But what it is, the infinite set of numbers can't say what you are is not value. It has value. However, it's nullified compared to my value because one and a trillion are equal. From a trillion's point of view to one, same, same idea. The trillion can say you're, you're much smaller than I am. But you can't say that you don't have any MS because I, I, a trillion wouldn't exist if there was no one. The infinite and finite, you can't say that, but infinite and finite, they're both in the world of numbers. Then you go to a level, let's talk about the Eberster. By him, numbers don't matter. He created the whole world of numbers. So compared to that, even the value that a number has, whether it's finite or infinite, has no value. And these are all true statements. It all depends what level you're talking about. 
Where it can get confusing is when someone says, one second, is a lie, is there such a thing as a half a truth? Because truth is either true or it's not true. That's correct when you make a statement or you're a witness. You can say it's true and also partially true. But here we're not talking about testifying in a court of law, what is emes? Or paskin aloha, what is emes? Here we're talking about the emes, the nekud of emes in everything that exists. So that's why he's not saying that tzaddik is emes and everything else is sheker. There's an element of that. The permanence of the tzaddik Saveda has that emes. But the Baini has an emes on his level. So you see here that you have all aspects. You have emes, the absolute emes, which is beyond everything. And there it equalizes everything. And then you have an emes, each level according to that level. So this is a fundamental piece in general, as we discussed in the previous shiurim as well, about understanding that no matter what Avedi you're in, that's your emes. And that's what it's valued for. We're not going to compare you to somebody else. When you compare you to who you are and what you're capable of, that doesn't mean you can't be inspired by someone else to grow and climb. And remember, also within us, we have much more potential than we think we have. But it's also meant to also comfort, in a way, and validate our work. That when you try hard in what you're doing, you've done something that is deeply valued to Hashem to the point that a smaller person, or may say a smaller potential, his effort this harder effort can be even more valuable than a person who's a higher level is not making that much effort. Because we're not measuring by quantity, we're not measuring in numbers, we're measuring by quality, by effort, by what you're doing, how much it took you to do that, how much effort it took you on your level. So it gives a whole perspective on Aveda in general, and also sets the tone for what we're going to discuss later, especially in chapter 15, what is Aveda, what means Aveda? But with that, we conclude chapter 13. And the next chapter, we're going to go to chapter 14. We continues about Midas Habenini. So in chapter 10, we learned about the Tzaddik, and chapter 11, about the Rosha. Chapter 12, and now 13, is about the Baini. 14, we'll continue the Baini, and we'll continue 15, 16, until we go to the next section in Tanya, which we'll review as we get there. So, so what do we come away with? The objective of a person is to try to be a Bainini. Alavai Bainini is the expression. But we need to know what a tzaddik is. We need to know what the emes of a tzaddik is. And that's why we have to be honest with ourselves. To go back to what he said earlier in Tanya, even the whole world tells you you're a tzaddik. Tzaddikata, you have to see yourself like a Bainini. And this helps explain why. Because you have to know the truth where you're at. At the same time, we need to know and be realistic that there is a tzaddik. There is a level of a tzaddik. You may not be on it. At the same time, what you are is also emes. So it's not just a negation. Because you can come away with saying, oh, everyone tells you you're a tzaddik. Uh, and then the day, you can be very depressing. You're not. No, so the Alter Rebbe says no. Number one, that itself is a truth that's important to know where you're at. Honest appraisal and honest introspection. But also to know there's truth in that level that you're at. So it comes to counter the conclusion that someone may come away with that it's so, that even some people tell you a tzaddik. A, a rabbi who was actually a tzaddik still sees himself like a benni. So we're saying, no, there's a truth in the benni. In rabbi's case, it's actually true that he's a tzaddik, as we discussed at length earlier.
So with that, we conclude chapter 13. And the next year, we will continue chapter 14 in Tanya. Everyone have a good tavoch. They said it should be a week of Shiva de Nechemta. should have the ultimate Nechama, the Gula Mitis Vashlem. This program can be seen and watched anytime at, at tanyaapplied.com. This has been My Life Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson. Please join us again next week. Visit chasidasapplied.com for archived classes and more resources.